this is Ava Gallo, WICB's Jazz and Specialty Music Director. You're listening to Out to Lunch, where we discuss different artists in the industry and their impact on each other. Today on Out to Lunch, we'll talk about Dick Dale and all the influences different artists had on his music. Dick Dale was an American rock guitarist, a pioneer of surf music, and was known as the king of the surf guitar. Dale was influenced by many different aspects of music, such as Middle Eastern music scales based on his family origins from Lebanon, the jazz artist Gene Krupa, and experimented with things such as reverb in his music. The first one of his songs that we'll look at is Miserloo. Miserloo is a folk song from the Eastern Mediterranean region with origins in the Ottoman Empire. The original author of the piece is unknown, but it's been played since the 1920s by Arabic, Greek, and Jewish musicians. Dale made the song gain popularity in Western popular culture with his American surf rock version. Further, the song gained even more popularity when it was featured in the opening credits of Pulp Fiction. Dick Dale has stated that he was influenced by jazz musician Gene Krupa. A popular Dick Dale quote from many interviews was, Gene Krupa was my big hero. I used to play on my mother's flower cans and sugar cans with the kitchen knives, listening to the big bands on my dad's records, Gene Krupa and Harry James. Dale believed that the key to surf rock is the rhythm. You can even hear Gene Krupa's influence in Dale's staccato picking of the guitar. This influence can be heard in Miserloo. The melody is quite up-tempo and every note is short and crisp, which is the characteristic of the staccato articulation. Since Dale was influential in American surf rock, it's important to talk about how surfing had an influence on his music. Dale wanted his music to capture the experience of riding the waves. Miserloo achieves this as the sound of Dale's guitar rumbles and echoes, which even goes back to the point about his experimentation with reverb. The rumbles and echoes are meant to mimic the sound of water rising and crashing. I feel like this is a song that everyone knows, but no one really knows who made it famous, so it was interesting doing research on Dick Dale to see that it was him who made it famous. Additionally, when I first listened to his version of it, I immediately thought, this is Pump It by the Black Eyed Peas. Like, did they steal that? Oh my God, that's so not cool. And sure enough, when I did some research, Will I Am of the Black Eyed Peas recalled that he came across a compilation CD with Dale's Miserloo on it. He even said that he was annoyed because this wasn't what he intended to buy and hear it. And he was like, this isn't what I bought. And he was annoyed, but then he heard it and thought the song was hot. So he utilized it in his song, Pump It. I think it's fascinating to see how one artist is influenced by another and it winds up being this big chain reaction. I think to capture Dick Dale's influence on American surf rock, we have to talk about some of his lesser known songs. Off his album, King of the Surf Guitar, the song King of the Surf Guitar captures the influence Middle Eastern music had on Dale. The main melody uses a lot of chromatic notes and tonally sounds much different than music we would hear in typical Western music. I personally think this is attributed to the use of the Byzantine scale, but don't quote me on that. I don't promise that that's correct. The music has that typical Arabic sound to it. You can also hear the rhythmic elements of guitar that Dale considered to be so important with the slides up and down the fretboard going into the staccato notes. So like that kind of sound, I feel like that's heard a lot in American surf rock. And I don't know, I would even go as far to say that that's a characteristic sound of American surf rock. I don't know too much about American surf rock, though, so I don't want to say that that's entirely correct. Lastly, it's easy to see that Dale considered rhythm to be so important because one of the tracks off his album, King of the Surf Guitar, is called Surfing Drums. In this track, we can hear Dale both comping and playing melody over his comp. 
The comp is a rhythmic pedal, so it's staying on the same note or chord, but follows a specific rhythmic pattern. So it was like dun, 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 dun kind of like that. The melody is very chromatic and again goes back to Dale's Middle Eastern roots. Further, although Dale has stated that his rhythm was influenced by Gene Krupa, rhythm and complex rhythm, rhythmic figures that are also very prevalent in jazz is another hallmark of Middle Eastern music. This goes back to that polyrhythmic idea like three against two. I wouldn't say that Dale thought of the two influences as separate ideas, one being Middle Eastern pitch and the other being Gene Krupa's influence on rhythm. I think at a certain point, the two became intertwined, especially because Middle Eastern music thinks about rhythm in a similar way to jazz, which goes back to jazz's West African roots. Going back to Gene Krupa's influence on Dick Dale, I think this influence on the guitar can really be heard in his 1962 album Burn and Beat, especially because this is the same year Dale released Miserloo. In the track Hawaiian War Chant, the drums utilize the characteristic staccato sound we hear in Dale's guitar playing. Interestingly, Hawaiian War Chant was written in the 1860s by Prince Leleo Hoko and was not written as a chant. The Hawaiian lyrics describe the meeting between two lovers, not a battle, which is very different from the English translation. Um, so you can kind of see that the lyrics that were translated into English aren't entirely accurate. Hawaii didn't become part of the United States until 1959. So I would consider this piece to be more world music, especially because Hawaiian culture is so different from culture we typically see in the United States even today. I thought it was intriguing to see how Gene Krupa covered a world music piece and was influenced by world music the same way Dick Dale was with Middle Eastern music. It begs the question of whether this also had an influence on Dale and the impact world music had on his American surf rock, or if Gene Krupa's influence only extended so far as the rhythmic aspects of surf guitar, and this is just kind of a coincidence. Another one of Krupa's songs off the Burn and Beat album is Evolution. The drums start out alone on this track with a very specific characteristic rhythm. First, the timbre of the drum sounds drastically different than it does in the typical jazz music. I believe Krupa is utilizing the toms on the drum kit, which isn't a sound typically heard in jazz. Um, it kind of sounds like cans um, being hit by knives, I don't know, sticks, um, which you can kind of even hear in other world music in islands. They use those tin can drums. Um, or tin drums, and then they have cans that they kind of use as drums as well. So I thought that that was interesting, another world music impact influence. Um, so further, when the instruments join in, the music does not sound characteristic of jazz, but again, like there's another cultural influence on the piece. Focusing more on the drumming pattern, this is something that, to my ears, totally belongs in surf rock. The rhythms are short and quick and sound very similar to the vibe surf rock created. Going back to the quote from Dick Dale that he would play on different jars and pans in the house to emulate Gene Krupa's playing, I can definitely hear how the sound of the drums in this track could be emulated on a bucket, which is again something characteristic of drumming in other cultures. All in all, not only was it intriguing to see how the drums and rhythmic characteristics of Krupa's playing can be seen in surf rock, it's also interesting to hear how Krupa's songs on burn and beat don't sound so characteristically jazz, and how this may have also impacted Dale's decision to utilize world music. Further, it's important to consider how important rhythm is in Middle Eastern music. 
By talking about all these different aspects, I think it's clear to see that these impacts aren't linear, but all intertwine in how they impacted Dick Dale and his development of American surf rock. World music isn't something that we've talked about so much in Out to Lunch, but it is one of the specialty programming shows we have on WICB. We have a show called Sonic Planet that airs every Sunday from 2 to 4 p.m. where we play world music. So if you were interested in the world music aspects of this podcast, totally check out that show. It's really interesting. This has been Out to Lunch, hosted by Ava Gallo, WICB's Jazz and Specialty Music Director. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you have any albums you'd like to hear about in our next episode, shoot me an email at jazz at wicb.org. New episodes air on the last Friday of every month.